in for live. Oh, oh, okay. I thought I did Miami Vice today. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I was so my hair is getting too long, so I really need a haircut. And mm-hmm. I was like wearing this shirt, and I'm like, I think my or Ramu would appreciate some Miami Vice vibes yeah, for like the first yeah. ten wow. seconds. Oh, I'm taking this off. I, I like lost. It. Thank you. I lost my sunglasses in Denver during um my trip. Was it two? Yeah, two weekends ago. Mm-hmm. So Montana like ordered me some new ones to hold me over. So like I arrived this morning and I put like two and two together. But uh, we should probably introduce ourselves. Um, welcome to technically managing everyone. I'm Zach Telke, and this is Ramu uh, Marikami Gutierrez. Did I pronounce that right? By the way, yeah, you did. You okay, did. nice. Good job. <laughs> and. Uh, this is our podcast where we're two product managers at Oracle, and basically we talk about product management, career advice, what's going on in our lives, surviving your 20s, and anything else fun that comes to mind. So yeah, yeah that's... Episode 10. I know, we're on our 10th episode. We Yay. survived this long. Exactly, yeah, because we started when? Um, February, I want to say? Yeah, January or February January comes to mind. February. Yeah. So that makes sense. Wow, but we've stayed consistent. And I know we've been pretty good about that. We've uh, hit our every other week episode count. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've missed one yet, which is good. But I don't think so. We've had seven a.m. sessions on Mondays. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just to make it happen. So that's good. Nice. Anything um interesting been going on in your world lately? In my world, um. I mean, work-wise, of course, um, Cloud World is really big right now. Um, so we have Cloud World coming up September 18th, right? Mm-hmm. Through the 21st. Um, I know a lot of people are going that I've heard of. Um, I'm not going, probably, but um, I'm excited to see everyone, you know. And uh, But we still have to do, you know, all the back work, like um, getting all the workshops uh, looking good, right? updated um recording videos so that's kind of what i'm doing right now um how about you yes so we can get into this later in the episode because i finally had some stuff go live um the first one is my sql cl liquid base workshop it's Mm -hmm. finally published on live lab so i'm very happy about that and we can get into that later on the episode I also have signups for my SQL CL Liquibase webinar, which will be July 25th. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been taking up a lot of my time. I released so a new blog that, post too. Is that for everyone to join or um, is, just, is it just internal? Is it for the um, webinar? Yeah, the webinar. Yeah, that's a public thing. So that's if awesome. you want to, we can put the link in the description of the podcast, but if you basically want like a really good I'll be alive talking 101 on the liquid base feature, which automates your database object changes, mm-hmm. um, I'll be doing that running. Th- it'll basically be me running through my workshop I did answering Q&A and I have some slides prepared for that. So that'll be really cool and a nice primer to the technology if you're starting to get your feet wet with it or if this is your first time hearing about it and want to learn more. So yeah, that'll be really cool. Be nice. mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's the work side on 
the personal front uh anniversary was last weekend with montana oh, so that year already yeah one year we oh, went to yeah. dinner and we also saw uh gabriel glacius at uh rogan's comedy club right before dinner so he was really funny he did a good job of that that's awesome that was a really good time well this is dates ideas you know <laughs> <laughs> for anyone that's struggling <laughs> No, literally, if you're in Austin, Comedy Mothership has, like, some great date night shows. I've been there a couple times now, and then I've been really enjoying it. That's awesome. So both of you are into comedy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I think Montana has to be into comedy to <laughs> put up with my sense of humor. <laughs> she doesn't have a choice. Comedy yeah, she doesn't. Comedy. It's like, if you've made it this far, you have to be okay with comedy a bit. <laughs> you would have lost your mind a while ago. And how was um, Denver? What did you do? Denver was good. So my favorite thing that we did, we went for the weekend with, it was Montana's best friend, um, Isabel, and her boyfriend, who is also named Zach. Yeah. They've been dating for like seven years. So I don't know oh. if Montana had like that idea in her mind. And when she saw me, she's like, there's the Zach, like that will work. <laughs> They're trying to convince their other best friend, Pam, right now to find her own Zach to date because... I'm- so done the pressure is real <laughs> i know because apparently that's how their brains work but it was a good time um i've met isabel before she's come and stayed with us in austin she's like a really fun cool person and uh that was my first time meeting her boyfriend though and he was really great got along really well with him we like went to some restaurants did some bar hopping one day we took a drive out like two hours into the mountains and went to this hot spring it's oh, beautiful so up there. I would consider potentially living in Denver, maybe. But I feel like I'd have to go back again, like during the winter, because it was too beautiful middle of summer of like clear blue skies. The winter is beautiful too, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. they have sun like almost every day. I lived there for two years. Yeah, I, I like forgot for a second. I'm like, oh yeah, you've like lived there. That was where your first job was, right? Yes, exactly. So we moved because my boyfriend got a job in Denver. Um, so I ended up looking for a job in Denver, and that's where I got into insurance for a year, and then I did another year of like taking classes. Um, but the winter there is nice but for a person that comes from like warm weather all the time it was too long for me like (laughs) there were times where it would start at around October and then in June we would still have like a random day of snow so it was a lot (laughs) but it's super beautiful the people are super friendly the food is awesome um I lived in downtown Denver, so I was able to walk everywhere. That is something that I love, you know, because it's not like a crazy city like Miami, but you get to do a lot of things in one place. So I recommend Denver for sure. But I love Miami a lot. (laughs) I I love Austin so much. And there's like a high likelihood I stay here for the rest of my life. I would say my top three in this order right now is Austin raleigh than denver those are like the three settle down places on my radar Mm. but like the one thing that austin doesn't have that i do kind of miss from new jersey is the four seasons i get too cocky in austin when like i don't have this like cold to keep me in check like (laughs) 
I just feel like I'm taking the weather for granted, except for when it's like now in the middle of the summer and I walk outside and it's like a hundred degrees and terrible at the moment. Yeah. But that's kind of like the current reality. Like, and that'll be really fun for my move next week. Just oh moving in this God. heat. No, that does not sound fun. I know. I well, so like me personally, I went to Tampa um this weekend, last weekend. I don't remember anymore. I think it was last weekend maybe i went to tampa um my boyfriend's friend from college was having his birthday party so um we rented like boats and we went to like a little island where they had um honestly i had no i have no idea what the island is called but um it had a bar in the middle of nowhere so like in the middle of water there was like a little bar where you can get get food drinks um and it was really fun so we were there like for the whole day um so I got super tan super nice you know um and I also stay with my friend who they're they're also a couple so my boyfriend went to the same fraternity as him my my friend was in the same sorority as uh, as me right we joined at the same time so um we have like that little click too you know <laughs> and um he just bought a house so we were able to you know um see his new house and we also saw like a crocodile no not a crocodile an alligator because he's like right next to a, a huge lake so uh -huh. it was interesting too and my dog was like oh my god you know like and he was also able to save a turtle so he was excited about that you know he was making sure that the turtle was okay because my friend grabbed the turtle and put it back in the water so uh -huh. it was adventurous you know <laughs> But yeah, it was super fun. Nice. That was the that's like a funny thing with the alligators is, yeah. is if you're not like familiar with Florida, you have to be careful for that. Cause um yes. My grandparents growing up lived in Naples. So we would used mm -hmm. to they had they lived on like a country club thing. So mm -hmm. they had like a golf course that extended throughout their complex of condos and all that. And like growing up, they're like, don't get too close to the water. There might be alligators. Don't yeah. want little Zach or Megan being snatched up. For sure. Like, I've seen videos of alligators grabbing, like, little dogs walking next to the lake or, you know, yeah, whatever, the lagoon. And, um, well, I don't know if they live in lagoons, but definitely lakes, you know. And it's kind of scary, to be honest, you know. Um, but it's so normal in Florida. Like, honestly, my biggest fear is to, like, open the toilet and see a snake. That's my biggest fear. Is that a thing that happens? That, that happens, yes. Ugh. Yeah. I, I, I would have trust issues after that. That would start me for a while. <laughs> Especially at night. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, like, so scary to me. But that has never happened to me. But it has happened to a friend that lives, like, in the Tampa area, too. So that is my biggest fear to be honest living in florida <laughs> i'm not i'm not up to date on the wildlife in austin i have to <laughs> be worried about and i don't know if that's a problem my first big like going out with friends date experience with montana last year was for fourth of july weekend we went out towards the fredericksburg area which for people who aren't familiar of Austin it's west of the city it's a really beautiful area you got like wine country out there 
and all these really cool like vineyards and stuff. So we got an Airbnb out in that area, like this nice one up on a hill, this house that had like a pool outside. We had the full property. It was pretty isolated. And it was just like a weekend of like partying, hanging out with like Montana's friends group and going to wineries. And when we were, I was walking around the kitchen barefoot and like, I felt something like on the bottom of my foot and I'm like, ow, that hurt. And then it started to like, the pain started to get worse and worse. And I looked down and it was a scorpion, like a scorpion stung me. So I'm like, hmm, this might like poisonous or something. See, that's what I didn't know because being from New Jersey and I'd probably been in Austin, like what one and a half to two years at that point I wasn't sure so I was a little worried for a second so like I brought the people over and a lot of us like were transplants too but there was some like Texas like born and raised guys there and we took took a picture of it we sent it to the owner of the Airbnb and they're also looking at too and they're like I think that one you're good with and the Airbnb owner saw it too they're like oh yeah we have those like all over the property like it stings and it'll hurt, but it's nothing you have to worry about. So I was just like tequila drunk. I'm like, my foot hurts. And I'm like, uh-oh, scorpion bite. So What? So was it like super painful or did it get swollen or something? Yeah, it was pretty painful for the first hour. My biggest fear was just like, I don't know how scorpion poison works. So right. after that, like, do I have to go to the hospital fear went away when they're like, that's like one of those, it sucks and it stings, but you'll be fine type situations I'm like okay I'm good and I just did another shot of tequila and I went about my (laughs) merry way after that so like it hurt for an hour but I was good we should we should post a picture of that scorpion just so we're all aware of this in case we go to Texas or something I know we probably have a picture on someone's phone somewhere (laughs) about that but that was my only like encounter with potentially scary this wildlife but like austin's like such a city vibe and just living in an apartment complex like this it's not really something that i worry about too much when i have a house i'll probably have to yeah pay more attention to snakes and stuff in backyard because i know i'm pretty sure we have that around here but yeah exactly that's what <laughs> we were telling him like his friend to like at least put something in the bottom because imagine you wake up in the morning and you walk out and there's a alligator in your backyard like that would upset me i'd be so scared and there's so many videos of that um around the internet talking about florida so mm-hmm. it's scary to be honest at least i hate reptiles i love all animals i hate reptiles so what is all the florida man stuff real like you hear all the fun stories about just crazy things happening in florida whether it be like alligators ruining people's Disney vacations or people on bath salts running around. like I think a lot of things happen in Florida. Like I'm in shock. Every time I'm in the news, it's like everything happens in Florida or in Texas. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, you know? So I think it is true, to be honest. <laughs> but it's fun, I guess. I don't know. Like wherever where I'm living, it's not as crazy like i don't get to see like crazy stuff you know yeah but the news is pretty interesting here (laughs) so uh do you have like encounters with bats yeah so i haven't run in 
I haven't run into them around Austin, but we do have the South Congress Bridge, which is known for its bats, which it's pretty cool if you are coming to the city and are like looking for like a little like fun touristy thing to do. The first time I came to Austin, I saw it where I believe it's at like dusk. You can see underneath one of the bridges that connects the downtown Austin from South Austin and the Colorado River, which we call Lady Bird Lake, runs through this. Like underneath this bridge, there is literally hundreds of bats that you can see like swarming. And most of the time during the day, they're just like sleeping under it and it's pretty incognito. But when like dusk happens, it's cool because like everyone will gather around, whether it's like on the shore or just on their paddle boards on the river. And you could just see them starting to like swarm around underneath. So it's not something that I've like had like scary encounters or just disrupt your day. Mm -hmm. But those specific areas do have a good amount of them. Yeah, that I don't know. I would not like that to be honest. <laughs> I think they're kind of cool. Yeah, but I think they bring a lot of disease. Yeah, don't they have disease? Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Montana gets angry at me because our park that's outside our apartment, the squirrels are super friendly. Uh -huh. And I always like want to like pet them because they'll come up right next They're to so you. Cute. I know. I haven't pet the ones in Austin before, but my friend Pat, he took a video of me one time when we were in Boston. I pet the squirrel in the park in like the Boston I'm Commons. So <laughs> and I like went home and everyone yelled at me. I don't think they're like, you can get rabies. I'm like, he didn't bite me. He was friendly. <laughs> your friend, your friend, the squirrel. No, <laughs> I know I, he was my friend. You know, like when I, when I came to the US, I've never, like, I had never seen a squirrel and I legit thought it was a cat, like for two seconds, because I saw the tail. I'm like, oh my God, it's a cat. And then I was in shock <laughs> that they look so cute. You know, there's but one he... squirrel in the park that we have that doesn't have a tail. So he just like, I don't even know what he looks like. He's just like this little blob that bounces around because his so movement's cute. different and too. you know him. You know him. Cause yeah, because you can tell which one it is. And he's just like hangs out around the the lake there. Oh, that is so cute. You need to send yeah. me a picture. I love squirrels. <laughs> I know. We have to take a picture of him before we leave. I'm, I'm going to be sad about that. I'll be missing Mueller Park a lot when we move, but I'm really excited for our new place. We'll be right on the Austin like hiking green belt. I'll be going to uh, Barton Springs a lot more, which is like a swimming hole. And I need to get a paddleboard. I'm like really looking mm -hmm. forward to like weekend paddleboarding on the river. You just okay. like walk down to there. There's some that I don't know if you've seen the inflatable ones. Um, in mm -hmm. Amazon. They, they sound like a really good um, option. Yeah, I am curious which one's better, the inflatable ones or just like your standard because. Right. I'll probably have to inflatable will be better for storage, but yeah. I'll probably have to carry it inflated any either way because I'm not going to be like bring the pump down to the water if I'm walking from my apartment. But especially for storing in your car and all that, that's that's something I have to think about. Right. You probably have to put it on the top of your car or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so how are you going to deal with moving and work <laughs> so i'll probably yeah so we can get into the apartment june 30th which is a friday 
I have an important call in the morning. So I'll probably do is like take care of my bases in the morning, hop on that call, um, maybe take off for the afternoon just so I can do some like preliminary weekday stuff, like get the internet set up just so we have that while we're moving Saturday. And then um, Saturday morning is when we'll get like the U-Haul and move all of our big bulky stuff over and take care of the main situation for that. We have to consolidate the stuff from both my current apartment and Montana's. So we'll be taking two stops of that. Surprisingly, I don't have too many things, so I'm not worried about it too much, but moving's never fun. My last Austin moving trip was a big ordeal just because like you just forget how long it takes to transport everything, get set up and like clean the apartment when you get there and the one that you're leaving to just so it's in like decent shape. But you say, I don't have too much. Is it because you already know? Have you started packing or you haven't started packing? Because you might say, I don't have a lot. But then like when you start packing, you find out that you have so many things that you weren't thinking of. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, my closets are both pretty full. I guess I don't have a crazy amount of furniture where I'm selling my couch at the place now. So I have... Have I sent you a picture of what I did with my living room where I put those like hedges on the wall no. and did like, oh, I need to send you a picture of that because I decorated my like living room in this place. Pretty cool. I got these like fake hedges that just cover my entire wall of the room. So it kind of looks a bit like jungly and I have like light streams coming down and then my TV cabinet, I put LED backlighting on it. So it all looks really cool, but just getting all of those hedges because it's these squares that you connect into boxes. I'm like looking at the boxes now. I have like five boxes full of just hedges. Wow. But most of most of my furniture is literally like my my bedroom is gonna be the hardest thing to do just because of the bed and like cabinets and all that. But outside that, most of my things is just the couch which I'm selling my tv cabinet and video games and like my bookcases and then my desk area is going to be a pain but that's uh that will mostly just i'll probably keep together and just throw straight into the moving van and not take it apart yeah i think throwing it right like as it is is probably the move. <laughs> yeah i don't want to have to disassemble too much exactly. but we'll see how that goes <laughs> yeah but so- exciting news right like you go i know we both got promotions you got yours we we could talk about that because i think people will be curious about that process so you got yours a month ago i just got mine i believe it was last monday now so today that we're recording is june 22nd so my promotion went through monday the 12th we didn't talk about yours on a show. Do you want to start with that? Because it was first and like what that process was like. And I can go into mine. Um. Yeah. So I started my position as IC1. Um. <laughs> and this year I am IC2 now. Right. Finally. <laughs> and um. so I started my process by actually talking to my manager about it. And I know it's something intimidated to do. Like bringing it up to your manager, starting to lay the ground, you know, I basically, well, first of all, I have, I think I have a good relationship with my manager, you know, and I'm able to talk to her about a lot of things work-related, of course, you know, 
Um, so I brought it up in the sense of saying something around the lines of, hey, um, I've set some of my goals for next year. And one of them would be for me to get a promotion, you know. And after that, um, she started the process of looking into what would I need to get a promotion and then figure out if, you know, I was in that level already or not. And fortunately, I was. And the next step is just basically to get, it's nice to have recommendation letters always, right? And I think up to a certain level, you actually need recommendation letters. So here is where definitely you helping other people outside of your team is very helpful because sometimes you're like, you know, I'm just being hired to work and help just my team, right? But helping people outside is what makes you different, right? And also what will help you get recommendation letters from people outside of your team because that's what what's look what looks good, right? So that is something to consider. But basically that's how it went for me. What about you? With your <clears throat> was Melly pretty much like when you talk start talking to her about like your goal to get promoted, was she like very much on board with it like yes or did there have to be like any kind of convincing or kind of laying out a list of like what you did type mm -hmm. thing like kind of how, how smooth was that process was it pretty much just like bringing it up and she's like okay I'll get the ball rolling or was there like a bit of conversation and back and forth around that yeah actually it was pretty easy for me um <laughs> I just brought it up and she she basically said you know let's take a look into things that we should consider as an IC2 person and see if you meet the requirements. Um, but there wasn't really like any convincing or anything like that. Um, she basically said, if there's anything that you're missing right now, we'll go ahead and work on it, right? Um, so I don't think, honestly, I, I there's there was no convincing, but there was, you know, that of like, oh, let's try to figure out if everything is in place and then we'll go ahead and, you know, get started. Um, I think it just took a little bit of time because you do need to have like um minimum requirements. For example, I don't know, have like three reviews or something like that or be an amount of time in, in Oracle, you know? And also we were, ch we were changing a little bit organization at that time. So we need to figure out what new management likes, right? Like, do they like more, I don't know, reviews from sales or product management, you know, I don't know, it depends, right, of what your organization is interested in, and what they're focusing on. But overall, I think it, it was a very smooth process. And there was no hiccups or anything. Mm -hmm. And on the pay standpoint, uh, like only speak to what you're comfortable with, but if there's like anything you can add on that, how is that mm -hmm. something that you were thinking about with this process? Was it more so your goal was like hey i want to be promoted and then as that went through you kind of saw the pay number that you would get after you got the thumbs up or did you say have a number in mind and you were focusing on that and also that was part of like your discussion with your manager right so i don't know how it goes for you but for me it's more of like I get the promotion and they tell me how much my salary raise was, 
mm-hmm. it wasn't really like a negotiation or anything like that or it sounds like it kind of has to do with like a formula and you plug in numbers and your salary comes out yeah right so that's um so basically i got the yes you got promoted and then that same conversation i got the my my new salary let's say okay yeah that makes sense was it like that for you or well, yeah. Tell me the whole process. Yeah. So I can go through my process. Mm-hmm. So how that pretty much started was about a month, a month and a half ago, I started to take stock of everything that I did the past year since mm-hmm. starting in product management in March of 2022. Mm-hmm. One of the things I highly recommend you do mm-hmm. as much as you can is I'm very good about logging in my OneNote, which is just my giant, like, you can look it up if you're not familiar with OneNote. It's just a giant notes app that's really nice with like tabs and different sections on how you can organize things. I did this in solution engineering and it really helped me in my performance reviews. I've done it in PM is as much as I can. I like to log daily everything that I work on. Some days I'm better than others. Some days I'll miss it. Other days I'll be super detailed, but generally I've had a pretty good trend with that. So that when during these look back for performance times come around, I have a pretty good sense of everything that I've worked on in the time period I'm looking at. So month and a half ago, started going through my OneNote, compiling a list of everything I've been doing because IC3 and senior product management or senior product manager title was on my mind. And I put together this like nice PDF uh, of like everything I'd done. I put some like fun Telki tech graphics on it, just made it like very visually appealing. And I sent it to Jeff and was like, Hey, my understanding is the whole raise and promotion period is this summer. IC3 is on my mind. Here's everything that I've been doing, I want to open up this conversation. Mm-hmm. So that was on his mind. And nothing really moved forward with that for a bit. I would say, like, right at the end of May, I brought up the topic again, mm-hmm. with having done some background research in the time period leading up to it, where I was talking to people who I knew in both different areas of Oracle and outside Oracle at other tech companies. I was doing research on pay brackets for both product management and the different leveling both at Oracle and other companies. And I had a pretty good sense from all the stuff I was doing that I was operating at the IC3 level Mm -hmm. with my output and the skills that I brought to the table. So and just for context for the people listening, when I came over to product management in March of 2022, one of the big things as part of me moving from solution engineering, which if people aren't familiar, is we are part of the sales organization as solution engineers or the technical experts on the sales calls going on. Um, that's where Ramu and I started in Oracle's class of program. And we worked our way from that into product management. When I came over to product management, one of the big things I wanted was 
we were IC1s, which is the lowest Oracle and most big tech companies have like internal rankings. Mm -hmm. Um, IC stands for individual contributor. M stands for manager. If you're in that kind of side of things. And regardless of say, if you're in product management, sales, a developer, et cetera, you will still have an IC rank and it kind of keeps you in a bracket that transcends across your different like teams and roles and things like that. So IC1 is where we are at in solution engineering. With me coming to product management, I really wanted to get IC2. So that was one of the things that I negotiated for. They couldn't promise to me just the way that our internal policies work in like the transfer over. But it was like one of those, hey, like you come over and we can get it to you super quick as long as we see that you're performing at the IC2 level. So I got it pretty quick once I came over last year. So I was IC2 pretty much from the beginning of my product management career. And me wanting to get IC3 in a year's time, especially just getting IC2, that's that was a bit out of the ordinary. And it was something that I was kind of a little bit nervous about in the back of my head. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, I think that's why it was like so important that I like did the research because even if the status quo is more like lockstep, if you're putting in the work, like nothing, your boss isn't going to be angry at you or like give you a hard time if you're like a high performing person who's shows initiative with just their interest in being rewarded for the effort that they're doing. Mm -hmm. So when I brought up the conversation with Jeff at the end of May, I pretty much was just honest. I'm like, hey, here's what I'm seeing in terms of like we talked about and I gave you the list of like all the skills and stuff and the projects I've worked on my output. And here's what I'm seeing both in terms of market trends for my role and skills and also what I've been seeing from personal conversations. I want to bring up to you, is it possible for me to get IC3 and be promoted to a senior product manager and have a salary increase to X range. And like, it was something that like Jeff, like had to think about for a second because it is pretty fast progression mm -hmm. just given normal trends. But he's like, the worst I can do, like the worst that can happen is we try to put it through and like see how it goes. So kind of okay. same with you. It wasn't really something where I had to do a lot of convincing, but mm -hmm. I do think that a big factor that mm -hmm. helped my favor is that like I did my homework where like not only did I, I work my butt off the past year, so I had this huge right. catalog of work. So it was like pretty undeniable that even if say I didn't have quote unquote years of experience that my output and skills were something in that range. And then just that I also like did my research in terms of kind of what people in our position can command for our skills and what we do. I think that helped a lot. So yeah, pretty much it was just him putting it through with the paperwork. I put together another just document, just really polishing up super well, all the stuff I've done, made sure that it was well-written, hit all the major points and areas and that just got like pushed up the chain and they pretty much gave the th like the thumbs up really easily. It was mm -hmm. 
it was like within less than a week that that went through, which was pretty surprising. But I do think a lot of that was I was onto something in terms of promotion se- like promotion season being in the summertime period. So I think the fact that like I spoke up at the time I did was like a really important factor in terms of getting that through. But yeah, yeah, that's like pretty much the breakdown of kind of how my process went. I think key points for sure are keep track of what you're working on. Mm-hmm. Every time you finish something, put it in a list. And I do think that that's something that I lacked a little bit, even though I do, I was able to go over my, for example, the blogs that I posted, you know, or the videos that I've done. Uh, but there's things that I definitely missed out when it comes to, I don't know, things that I've done outside of blogs and videos, for example, right? Because those are things that I posted. I know how to keep track of them. But it's kind of like building your own little resume inside of what you're working on, just to make sure that you remember everything that you've done, especially if you're working in a, for example, in a year, you've done so many things and you've probably forgotten of most of the things you've done, even if they're little, it's, it, it is helpful, right? Um, also something to keep in mind is sometimes like normally I think your managers are on your side. Like it sounds like Jeff was on your side, but they're also hesitant because they have to go to like upper management and tell them, Hey, this person wants to, you know, uh, get a promotion. And even though they know that you are more than worthy of that promotion, it is kind of, you know, like how we feel nervous about bringing up things to our managers. They feel nervous to bring up things to their management, you know, and go up the chain because I know they have to go like pretty up for us to get yeah. a promotion. So that is super awesome that he did that anyways. um, And it was good that you brought it up. I think I did bring it up a couple of times um, because you know, you get involved in all of these things that you have to do. And sometimes it's, I don't know how our managers do it. The the fact that they have to work and also manage people and, you know, take care of all of the people, like all the requests people have that that's a lot. (laughs) That's something that I've always been super impressed by Jeff with Mm -hmm. is because with the database tools team, we're in charge of multiple products Mm -hmm. and I might be wrong with this, but my under, and I know there's been like some other people who've been new in the past to the team, but my general understanding is that most of Jeff's career up until he hired me and Chris Hoyna, my like other teammate, is that he was like strictly an individual contributor where he was like the product manager for database tools. Right. And with us coming in and now being like a cemented part of a team, not only does he have like all of his old responsibilities, but he like also has to manage us. Like, yeah, he can pass on stuff to me and Chris, which takes away time for that. But now it's like our managers in solution engineering, their whole job, they weren't, they didn't have to do sales calls and all that stuff. Like their whole job was managing us. Mm -hmm. So just seeing positions where your whole job is managing other people to like the kind of PM culture where it's like you're a contributor and you're a manager. And that's, that's something that like I've seen across other teams too. It's like, it's not just Jeff, like it's prevalent throughout the other teams and people that like we know in PM. Yeah. Like for me, when, when I met Melly, I was 
trying to prepare for a solution engineer um, presentation, some of those presentations that we did. And in this case, we were doing a presentation where we present like a really small portion, maybe five minutes will be slides. And then the rest is a demonstration, right? And we kind of wanted to talk about the converged database and focus on spatial and graph. And we met with, you know, it's crazy because now they're my team, right? Like I'm part of their team type of thing. And, mm -hmm. but we met with David Lab that, you know, was the spatial guy and he still is. And then for graph, I remember trying to get in touch with Melly and I was trying to see if I could find other people that were also involved in graph. And yes, we do have other people involved in graph, but her name was everywhere, you know? So that makes me think that, oh my God, she's so busy. Like she has to do so many things. Um, how is she going to get time to meet with me? And it worked, right? Like I was able to meet with her, um, but she has been this graph person for a lot of people. It's not just me, right? So like every salesperson might think of Melly when they think about graph. And it's crazy because I think like a couple of months ago, I received a message from this person that uh, I guess searched for big data connectors in internally right and i'm assuming it was in connections and he reached out to me and he said hey i have this problem with big data connectors um and i was so confused i was like is this a graph question like <laughs> data connecting you know and and he said something like no it's big data connectors you know and and i was very confused and then he said something like oh i think melly is the product manager for that and I was like I, like I felt so bad because I was like wow I don't even know my product like I didn't even know we managed this too you know and I'm assuming that he looked up data connectors he found Melly and then he said maybe you know sometimes when you're like in sales or whatever you might just reach out to the person under the manager right and in that case aka me right and then I reached out to Melly and I was like, hey, Melly, um, I someone reached out to me about big data connectors. And honestly, I have no idea. Like, is this anything to do with graphs? And she was like, oh, no, this is a product that I used to manage back in the day. And I still get questions. So and she has like two or three more products like that, you know, so I'm like, wow, she's doing like graph. And she has like all of these other little products that she used to manage. And she still cares about them. So she still manages them basically. And it's like crazy to me, you know, how she does all of these things. And at the same time, I come to her and I'm like, hey, Melly, can you help me with this, please? Or can you help me with this HR stuff? And she has to like remember all of this, you know, and take care of it. And I don't know. That's just so crazy to me, you know? No, I've always been super impressed by that where Jeff's the same way. Like, it's cool to yeah. hear that Melly is that where... And just all the people I've like interacted with, both in my like career at Oracle, like Frank and Sangita, like they genuinely cared. Yeah. And in database PM, everyone there cares. But I think the way that like you survive the fact and thrive, mm -hmm. and that our job is so loose and weird in terms of it's very blurry lines of what's our responsibility and what's not, is the fact that everyone it's not just like 
I only care about one little thing Mm -hmm. and everyone outside that can like go F off. It's you care about your work and like helping people and you take like not just an interest in what you do, but also like the connecting parts of it and also what you've done in the past. Because if I've noticed anything since being at Oracle two and a half years, like you never know what you work on. Mm-hmm. Just like those little seeds you plant in all these different places, like how it can bloom into exactly. like cool things. Like where it's like even like just like with Melly being like, oh, that's something I used to work on, but I can still help because exactly. how many, because if I'm not going to help them, like who is kind of thing? Because there's yeah. only because there's so many people running around with special like specialized knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's like a very cool cultural thing I've noticed here. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, you know. I think that shows that you have a really good, you know, um, relationship with Jeff and he's able to voucher for you too. So that's, yeah, that made me feel really good. And like Jeff even said, he's like 90, you're still at the level where 99% of this is just having the vote of confidence of like your manager and VP. Mm-hmm. So just seeing like both Jeff and uh, Chris Rice, my VP, like, just like, yep. Like we have confidence in Zach. He's done good work it does like make you feel good. And like it, I don't know for me, like trust and loyalty has like always been a huge part of just the people I like to associate and interact with. So just kind of like seeing it on their front and how they like put it in me, like it motivates me to be better and like want to like live up to their expectations and all that. So that's really cool. But yeah, if there's like one kind of main thing that was very, interesting and like stuck to me about the whole process mm-hmm. I think it was kind of how I got it through where if we're looking at it technically I got like two promotions in a year's period which okay. is crazy pretty yeah pretty crazy especially for like a big established tech company where the corporate structure is pretty solidified and they try to keep things lockstep where even just in thinking about bringing this up that was something that was kind of like nagging me in the back of my head where I really did just have to take a look at my notes. I'm like, no, like I am as much as like, I don't think I do well at self-promotion sometimes because I don't know, my brain tends to focus on what I'm trying to solve. Not really like punching up what I've done before. Like, I think that's why it's also so so important to write everything down is so that you can like remind and convince yourself like, no, like I'm doing good work. I do bring these skills to the table. Mm-hmm. But like that is something that if you're fresh in your career or maybe you just haven't thought about it or you're still in college, it was a hard mindset to break out of because you could just very easily go, well, people don't get IC3 within a year. Usually it takes like two to three years to get up to that level from IC2. And it's like, I just even got IC2 in the first place. But it's like, if you think in terms of like averages and norms and not trying to stick out, Mm -hmm. I would have never gotten a nice promotion and raise. And I think like there is something about that, like school mindset where you're so used to like, regardless of how you perform, like you might get the A on a test and you might do great, but like your slate is wiped clean every year and you and all the people in your age group pretty much have to stay in lockstep, whether you like it or not. That's something where if you don't take time to examine that kind of subconscious familiarity, 
and pattern, you can like miss out on some real opportunities to improve your life and position. And it all just like multiplies even further where the fact that I'm like 26 and I see three, that just means it will take me even less time to get to IC4 because I'm already at IC3 now. Like everything builds and snowballs on itself. So that's like something that I can't emphasize enough is if you think you're doing a good job, like don't pay attention to like norms and standards and all that. Like the worst that can happen is they say no if you ask. And right honestly getting the no is good information too because then your next question is where would you say i'm falling short of that and what can i do to improve it which is if they give you an honest and helpful answer and they don't just dismiss you on it you're like okay i didn't get what i want but now i have object like objective things that i can look at and i know i can focus my attention on improving versus I might not have even been aware that I was lacking those areas before. So it is like a scary thing as in anything having to deal with the unknown. But at the very least, you'll get helpful in, like information. And at the best, if you get what you want, it's like you're now just that much better off for it. I think that is such a big lesson. Honestly, this is why I love our conversations because I feel mm-hmm. like we get different perspectives, right? Of like, learning how to ask that question because if I would have been in your situation I would have been like okay oracle is always about steps right like you have two years okay you might be able to ask this okay you you went like you cross one thing out of the list that you have to do right um you have two years then I would be like okay how many projects have I worked on that has been you know great right okay do I have that I cross the list oh, but I'm running into this issue that I'm not going to ask because I don't have a shot, right? Like you you think that everything is so systematic that you just don't ask because you're like, I, I don't have this or I don't qualify for this. In this case, it would be the, I got a promotion a year before, why would they consider me for a promotion this year? Even though I'm performing, right? And I'm doing yeah. what I have to do, right? So I think that's such an important lesson because especially graduating from college, you might have that um, like you're intimidated of asking questions when you start a new job, you know, where it's okay to ask questions. Like they're not going to fire you for asking, Hey, can I get a promotion in a year? The worst that can happen is, Hey, no, you know, but people are scared of that. AKA me. So Yeah, it's like, and I talk about this, and I still just keep getting more and more amazed and kind of just (laughs) surprised. Testing. No, no, literally, it's like I'm testing the guardrails of life constantly, where it's just like, I I don't know. And like, I keep emphasizing this point, but like, it it just keeps surprising me how much it's true. And like, the more I focus on it, the more my life seems to be getting better. Is it's just like the whole like your life for your first. 22 years has so many guardrails like to the point where I don't know I I get that we live in a complex society where you need a lot of formal education because there is so much going on Mm -hmm. but I do think from like a human biology and developmental perspective 
there are downsides we're not thinking about with the fact that we do keep people through all their like developmentally formative years on such a guard railed system Mm -hmm. and then like you come into the real world and you're like oh like i'm no longer on this like very slim and narrow track Mm -hmm. if i find like a shortcut there's no one stopping me from taking it but it's like it's a very weird thing to like wrap your head around and Mm -hmm. with all this and just that's like why we started this podcast and like originally we're just having conversations where it's like it's good to talk to people and like i recommend like everyone do it's like hey just like find some people you trust Mm -hmm. who are in similar just life paths stages in their career and just want to go places and like have conversations where i was even talking to uh killian lynch who started with us in solution engineering and now he's also in PM started around the same time we did under Dom Gills, who's like the super impressive database PM and just like being able to spitball and chat with him for what, like 30 minutes to an hour. We felt like more confident about like, Oh, I've been thinking about these things. You have to, it's like, okay, like there's something here. Like this is like, Oh yeah. You found out that that's fine to do. It's like, I found out that this is fine to do. And it's like, Oh, we should probably like be careful around this area and this area. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. that's good to know. By just finding like like-minded people, yep. you can help just uncover the territory that you're dealing with like so much quicker and like shared notes. Yeah. Like all oh, that's just super helpful for like fast development. No, I 100% think that's so useful. Like being able to connect with people in a more, exactly like having trust, right? Because I also have, well, like, Killian and I, we were in the same cohort, so we presented together, and we, I think we worked really well together, right? Oh, I forgot you guys were the same cohort. I was talking to him. Um, We need to have him on the podcast soon. Yeah. That'd be a fun one. And, like, Killian, actually, when he started talking about his promotion, he kind of told me, he was like, you should definitely bring it up, and, you know, like, just having someone to even kind of push you towards like doing it he would like message me did you bring it up did you because he knows that I'm a little like shy when it comes to us oh that's nice of him you know (laughs) so he would tell me literally did you bring it up and I'd be like no or like in our or in our you know um because we I also have like one-on-one sessions with him um every month right and it's just nice to get other people that of course think like you think but are maybe more risky, like you or or even him, right? To kind of make you grow as a person, right? Because that's what interactions are about, I think, right? Like yeah. having a friend or a coworker or your partner that pushes you towards being a little more risky, you know, and taking more advantages that I think that's where you get like the most out of a, a nice relationship with anyone, right? Mm-hmm. So definitely like, if you guys are like starting your job or you're about to start your job, try to find that person, right? Like that person that is starting with you, that you're able to talk to them about anything and feel comfortable and learn from them. Because now like we we all came from like class of um, social engineering, but we're all in this position. But it's nice that we're all in different teams because now we kind of figure out like, for example, I also like meet with Noang and he started making videos, right, of uh, tutorials. And I kind of asked him like, oh, how do you do it? What do you use? All of this, like exchanging ideas, you know? 
and you learn so much from other teams that you might be able to implement in your team so it's really nice to have that group of people inside of work yeah definitely agree of all that okay i think it's time that I pimp all the stuff I've been working on now that we've gotten through, or before we get away from it, is there anything else on the promotion uh, topic that um, you want to like discuss? I think we covered, well, did you have like any requirements? Like what were the minimum requirements? Did you need like recommendation letters work on this or that, or how did well, that go? It was funny because when you brought up the recommendation letter at first, we thought I needed recommendation letters. Yeah. So like I reached out to people about it. But uh -huh. then Jeff's like, actually, never mind. We don't need it at your level. You're good. I'm oh, like, really? Okay. So, yeah, we, wow. we end up not needing it for me. Okay, that's but... pretty good to know, you know. Even though, at the same time, teams work different. Even inside of Oracle, like, everyone mm -hmm. just works different depending on who you're reporting to. So, uh, but that's awesome. And you did your research about salary. Did you end up getting what you wanted or or no? I ended up being ha I ended up being happy with what I got. Okay. I would yeah, I'll I'll leave it at that. Yeah. I'll, I'll say I saw I saw a range of probably where I should be at and the number where I got I was happy with. Okay, good. Alrighty, so I think we can move on. <laughs> okay. So I've been like talking about this on and off for the past couple months now. Mm -hmm. And I've been like building this from scratch. So I do want to talk a bit about my live lab I made and let everyone know kind of what it's about. I can even share screen. Yeah, so we've talked about just the live labs platform before, but if you're a new listener or you forget, essentially Oracle has this really cool free workshop platform where you can play around. Can you see my screen and everything okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's just sharing the browser, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, I'm gonna. It is looking a little cut, but. Yeah, I'm just gonna fix that for a sec. Okay. okay, there we go. That better? Yeah. Yeah, so the Live Labs platform, essentially what it is, is you can try and experiment with Oracle's technology for free. We have this like giant catalog of hundreds, if not thousands of workshops and a very easy way to get your hands on with these technologies. If you don't want to say use your main environment or you don't have like an environment to work with is Oracle cloud infrastructure, which is our cloud platform. We have always free accounts where if you sign up for it, you get, I believe it's like $300 in credits for the first 30 days to experiment with all the features. But even after you run out of those credits, you still have always free features that you can use forever, which includes a Oracle autonomous database. So what my workshop is I've been working on, it's called Take Control of Your Database with Automated Schema Changes. This is all around our liquid-based technology for SQL CL. And what it does is when you're working with your database, like you have all of your data, but outside of the data, like you have your tables and along with tables, you have like constraints, procedures, 
there are other different type of, let's just say for right now, database things. We call like the things in your database outside of your data itself, database objects. So what SQL CL Liquibase lets you do is basically automate the deployment of, of all of your database objects. So you can do it just to automate deploying like specific objects. Let's say if you have like a table you want to do, or you can do entire database schemas, which is the collection of all the assets underneath your database user. So who this is helpful for and what it can help do is if you're on a development team and say you have your DBA, your database administrator, build your database schema with like all the tables and other database objects that you want, rather than having to manually apply that work to all of your developers individual databases with SQL CL Liquibase, which is like running a command or two, you can automatically have that database schema applied to all of these different database users and even other Oracle databases entirely. So there's like a couple different groups that this could be helpful for. The first one is DBAs. With this, you can automate a large chunk of your work, which will free up a lot of like energy and time for you and make your life easier. For developers, the faster that you get your databases configured, the quicker you can just get to work on your coding and not have to worry about that. And even outside of it, if even if you're just like a business leader who are looking for ways that you can just, I don't know, impress your boss, improve efficiency and all that, this is simple enough where you don't have to be crazy technical to at least gain an understanding of it enough to have a conversation around it where you can really like speed up your development team's work by implementing Liquibase. So the workshop that I created, it's like just a completely encompassing 101 to the technology. It shows you how to use the help feature for just getting guidance and like finding out where the commands are. It teaches you how to use all of the Liquibase generate commands. Those are the commands that capture AKA save your database objects to files. It shows you how to apply the Liquibase update command, which is how you, the command you run when you're applying the database objects and the mm -hmm. files that you saved to your different database users and um, other databases entirely. And also there's rollback functionality. So say if you apply some of the Liquibase files, they're called change logs to your database and you realize that you actually don't want those changes by using the Liquibase rollback command, you can like very quickly undo it. So this technology is super good for not just applying um, database objects to entirely new databases, but you can even use it to say, say if you're doing some work that like manipulates and changes your database tables and stuff and the objects in your database, you can also use it to update those databases also and restore it to the point that was in your change logs. So there's a lot of flexibility with it. The way that you access it is we have one of our products under the database tools team is called SQL CL. It's our command line for working with the Oracle database. So like all of your SQL, PL SQL, basically your 
database coding language commands, you can all run that stuff from the command line in SQL CL. But we also have a bunch of other added features to make your database work even easier. One of them being this Liquibase functionality. And before I like let you ask any questions on this, um, one final point is is what I'm calling SQL CL Liquibase, Oracle's specific version of Liquibase that is installed in SQL CL and just so you don't have to like download yourself. If you install and download SQL CL or if you use it in the cloud, Liquibase is automatically included. But we've built it on top of the open source Liquibase platform. So awesome. Liquibase is an open source technology that you can like access and is a thing outside of Oracle. Ours is better because we added a bunch of stuff on top of it. Some of those things being we improved it so it can capture all of the objects in an Oracle database schema. And also we added commands for capturing specific individual objects where you didn't have that level of like fine grained flexibility with the open source platform. And also you can use it to not just deploy database objects, but if you work with Apex, which is our low code application development platform, mm -hmm. you can use this to easily with like the same Liquibase update in like Liquibase generate commands, capture and deploy entire Apex applications and also Oracle REST APIs. So not only can you do with our specific upgraded version database objects, but also you can even do Apex applications and for the APIs that connect your application and like the user experience to your specific like data and databases, those APIs can also be deployed of that too. And the great thing about this workshop is I built it with the always free functionality in mind. Awesome. So awesome. it runs on our always free accounts. All you have to do is just, and it's built into the lab, like teaching you about these steps. Uh, all you have to do is fire up your always free um, Oracle autonomous database for this workshop. And you can literally do everything in here. And it teaches you pretty much everything you need to know to have like a fundamental understanding of technology. So I'm very, very happy with it. It just went officially live yesterday. And one final thing I wanted to show on that front is anyone who has like any kind of interest in this, I highly recommend that you sign up for, I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, this is the webinar I'm doing on July 25th. What this will be is I'll put the link to both the workshop itself and the webinar in our podcast description. Really recommend you come to this webinar. I'll be chatting and walking you through hands-on live the entire workshop. I'll also have some slides just kind of showing some supplementary material surrounding the workshop too. And then we'll have like Q&A time at the end. So any... SQL CL liquid-based questions you have then, like this is a great opportunity to just get your toes in the water of it and like ask me directly live. So those are that two very fun awesome. things that I've been working on and finally are public. Well, congrats, first of all, because I know this takes a lot of time, like building a live lab is not, you know, 
a one day thing or two day thing or a week thing sometimes. So that is awesome that you were able to make it happen, you know? And um, I think that's going to be really useful. Like I'm excited. I'm actually going to try it and see how that goes. Um, nice. So basically SQL CL liquid base, that's what your um, live lab is about, right? Yeah. And it runs in the cloud on-prem. Mm -hmm. Does it run yep. on uh, Windows or do you need a Linux environment? Nope, it runs on Windows. My computer is like Windows itself. So awesome. even in the workshop, I mentioned it at the beginning is mm -hmm. I'll show you the steps for doing on Oracle Cloud because that's probably like the, the straightforward and easiest. But mm -hmm. the download, I'll, I'll make a video or something for it because I think that'd be helpful. Mm -hmm. The download for SQL CL is like super small, like easy and straightforward. So if you just download SQL CL to your computer, Windows, Linux, Mac, um, it covers all of them. And you just like boot that up and to connect to your database, you can do the entire workshop just on your own like personal machine too, if you want. Oh, that's awesome. Honestly, <laughs> tip for PMs, make things easy, you know, like the download process. If it's not, if you can't make it as easy as possible, make documentation because we all go on online. We all look for documentation and sometimes it's so frustrated as a customer to not find documentation, you know? So yeah. I think that is awesome. And yeah, if you can do a video, that would be great. And um, that's one of those things I remember from like us being solution engineers is because yes. we had to like go through a, a lot of live labs ourselves. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that frustrated me, especially because uh, I didn't have any tech background before coming to Oracle is like, a lot of the assumptions these workshops will make about your knowledge because I feel I feel like there's like almost this kind of fear where you don't want to like waste the time of people who already know things mm -hmm. but I think if you take that like too seriously you can isolate the people who are like learning and trying to be introduced to your technology so when I built this I had that in mind where like everything I wrote was from like a first principles point of view where it's like, I didn't mention anything in this workshop that isn't building on a previous area of the workshop where I kept the content as streamlined and direct as possible. Mm -hmm. So that like, say, if you are more familiar with liquid base, you're not going to be like wading through too much information being like, uh, like this is also simple. Like, no, it's like, even if this is something that, you already have played with my goal and hope is that you can still learn things from it but just as importantly i built it where anyone can go into this and whether if you're brand new to like oracle cloud in the autonomous database mm -hmm. like i explain everything about how to just set up the autonomous database i like went through and just added my own like notes to that section too and built off some already pre-existing autonomous database labs like everything from Lycobase and even just talking about SQL CL, I have sections just giving you a primer to it. The introduction of the workshop is really good for that. We're like in it, I cover like, what is SQL CL? And then like, okay, after you do that, what's SQL CL Lycobase? And one of the big applications of this technology is for CICD pipelines. And for people who aren't familiar, that stands for continuous integration, continuous delivery. And what that is all about and like why this is so powerful for development teams is CICD is all about like 
automating as much as possible your software development release pipeline to just like streamline it, make it quicker, faster. Like the world we live in now, there's like such high competition for quality software. So like anywhere that you can save time and energy is so valuable. You can use SQL CL Liquibase as like such an integral cool part of your CI CD pipeline to just automate the database object building of that. And I even have a diagram in the intro, like, hey, here's an example pipeline showing like you commit your changes, you can automate the creation and cloning of your databases. Here's where SQL CL Liquibase fits into that like roadmap in terms of like that stuff, like that section of automation. And then I even like mentioned like after that, then you can run like your unit tests and things to just make sure that everything is working the way you expect it. So yeah, like I had multiple audiences in mind with this. And like, not only that, I had like, I also kept in mind the specific use case of like, hey, even if you're just like a developer, like a college student tinkering around and you're like, hey, I don't have that much time on my hands. This is really helpful because if you're like messing around with your database testing things Mm -hmm. and you just want to resort your or turn your environment back to the way it was before you started like messing around, you can just keep a change log file saves of your ideal database state. And every time you say like destroy your room, Mm -hmm. just run the liquid base update on that file. It will vert all your objects back to where it was. So like you can use it like whether you're a big development team trying to automate this huge pipeline. This is a key thing I talk about. Even if you just want to like mess with the technology as its own isolated thing, like there's use cases for that. So I'm like very excited to be able to start presenting on this stuff at Cloud World in the webinar and just bring it to people. Cause I don't think many people are aware of like how powerful this feature is just because it is like tucked away and like one of our other technologies, but. I think this is so applicable because when I started at Oracle and I was running these like live labs and I would mess up in one step, I would get so frustrated mm-hmm. and I would want to like reset my database and I didn't know how to. So even in that little case scenario where I was like playing with live labs, if I were to go off track from the live lab or miss a step and mess up everything, that would have been so useful, you know? So yeah. only like, and that's such a small example compared to what people are dealing with so that is that is amazing honestly yeah my brain was the same exact way because you're like i'll just i would rather just wipe my whole environment and start fresh because the chances of me getting things back to exactly the way i want it will take so much time like that's like just one of the things that makes this so cool so very excited about that both the webinar and the workshop are live if you'll be going to cloud world, you can see me talking about it there as well. So a lot of fun things I've been working on behind the scenes that are finally starting to come to fruition. Awesome. Are you going to do also like a um, digital session for this or something in case people are not going to cloud world? I think they do have access to that free. Yeah, that's what the webinar is. So the webinar is just going to be over like Zoom or something. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where you are. There's no like physical location. The entire thing is free. So you can attend the webinar for free. You can run through the workshop during the webinar for free. If you want to tinker around with technology after the webinar, like you still have your always free database. So 
just keep that running and don't delete it when the workshop is done. And like you can keep playing with Liquibase like pretty much as long as you want. And a lot of companies, like even if you're not planning on coming to Oracle, I know a lot of companies use Oracle database. Mm-hmm. So if even if you're a student and you're looking into applying for jobs, it's a really nice skill to have, like at least know a little bit about Oracle technology, because chances are that your company, your future company might be using Oracle database. So definitely yeah. take advantage of these free sessions that we have um, because they're very useful. And you yeah, and we've asked exact questions. Like I know you could put me on the spot and try to trip me up because I was definitely that kid in college who asked the professors and speakers all the hard questions. <laughs> and I'm like, shoot. You. Now I know the teachers either like loved or hated me growing up. It was pretty funny. They were like, put your hand down. <laughs> no, literally, my um my freshman year literature class, because like I love reading so much. It was straight up me and the professor talking to each other for the entire class. At first, I felt bad because, like, I'm like, oh, like, who am I to, like, take up all the time? But, like, I, like, was talking to, like, one of the kids who I didn't know after class one day. He's like, no, I love it, man. Like, he doesn't pick on us. So, like, (laughs) we don't even have to read this shit. (laughs) Like, because it was just books I was super interested in. So, I'm like, no, I want to, like, dive into this. But that is yeah. <laughs> I, I could I could imagine honestly like I think everyone was probably happy they were probably worried that you weren't coming to class if you weren't you know like yeah oh my god Ugh. well I think um it's eleven twenty one, so we're almost you know we're in a good place to stop if you want to yeah that's um technically managing episode 10 uh thanks for swinging by everyone we'll see you again in two weeks yep bye everyone and i do want to congratulate zach on all his super hard work and getting a promotion i know and remove two people ask your question don't be scared shoot your shot shoot your shot in life your shot yeah (laughs) congrats to you too getting ic2 is awesome as well i'm very proud and excited for you thank you yeah okay see you later everyone Bye.